Barbie is the single worst thing to happen to cinema since Greta Gerwig. Oh, wait a minute. She directed this movie. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. What I would give for the touch of a woman. Oh, just a single. I want her to be my ma. Uh, I mean, I'm one to talk, because Melody basically acts like a mom, but in my defense, it's not its not because I want her to. What's up, everyone? <laughs> Welcome to the Film Rot Podcast. My name is Trevor. I am joined with my two bestest friends in the whole wide world. <laughs> Aww. That's so sweet. Yeah, I'm a sweet guy. <laughs> what can I say? I, I have depth of character. I'm just... I'm Knuff. You're Knuff. You're in touch we're, with your We're emotions. all Knuff. <laughs> we're all Knuff. Yeah. Any men out there listening, you're Knuff, okay? <laughs> just just know that. You, you this, are Knuff. This is a safe space for men. Don't, don't go that far. <laughs> Are you, feel, are you feeling down after seeing the Barbie movie talk down to you? Don't worry, guys. We're here for you. <laughs> we'll make sure you feel in charge. Yeah. <laughs> it's like building a Confederate statue in a predominantly black neighborhood. Like, we're just... <laughs> you know, just a, a show of force, essentially. <laughs> Not unlike what was done to Ken. How's everyone doing today? What have we been into? <coughs> Sneezing. Yeah. Sneezing. Uh. I don't know. That's about it. <laughs> Sneezing. Just sneezing, man. <laughs> Sneezing, dude. I've been fucking. I've had the sniffles, oh, motherfucker. Long. I've been. Uh. <laughs> 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 we haven't watched. Many DC movies. Uh, Gabe's been busy, so. Yeah, you're talking to me about that. Uh, really slacking, guys. And we're gonna we're we're gonna we're getting back on it. We watched one yeah, last we're, night. Yeah, we're, good, good, good. We're back on it. My normal arc's over. Uh, I'm entering the unhinged arc now. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that I'm not normal. That was kind of the end of the arc. So keep us uh, keeping us on our toes with hot takes. Yeah, I'm just gonna be mentally unstable now. <laughs> just let my thoughts flow. <laughs> I mean, I see no reason why not to. Means, but we'll see. I don't have an arc anymore. I'm an arcless man. <laughs> well, that's your arc that you don't oh, have an fuck, arc. Fuck, you're right. You can't escape. <laughs> you're always arcing. You walked alone with no arcs. <laughs> oh god, now you're making it sound like <laughs> I don't need an arc. <laughs> Sigmas don't need arcs. Skip the villain arc, boys. I'm on my I have no enemies arc. <laughs> <laughs> what does that entail? Uh, 
Radical, radical pacifism. <laughs> it's like it's like when I threw his keys into the woods, uh, <laughs> but like didn't actually. You know, yeah, and convinced. then he was like, "It's okay, I, you know, I'm not gonna." <laughs> He's like, "I love you, and you're my friend." I did do that, <laughs> and I'm not gonna retaliate. <laughs> <laughs> did kind of. I didn't say those words exactly, but I think I did touch you. I was like, "Gabe, I love you." <laughs> <laughs> I have no enemies. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is funny that you believe that, like, Gabe of all people would have thrown your keys no, Don't, don't say wood. Gabe of all people. Gabe would not have thrown... <laughs> I'm not out of all of us, Out of everyone in the group, or Gabe, like, I don't think Gabe would ever do something I, I, I'll, I'll concur that Gabe is probably, like, the least likely to, but, like, I don't... Don't think that makes him, like clean. I don't think that <laughs> I mean <laughs> maybe in like a yard or something but to throw it in the woods like oh, yeah but the way he made it sound made it sound like he threw it on like the edge of the woods which is like not the worst thing possible like he didn't say it like he just chucked it over the like into <laughs> yeah, like I the mean... yard of the neighboring cabin like <laughs> Like, like it sounded like he just kind of tossed it over the side, and it bounced down the hill or something, and like landed. Yeah, okay, that. Yeah, like that I didn't think in my head. Yeah, I did it but... first, but then like when you started talking about it, and especially when I got down there, it seemed like I started believing it more when I was down there, because I was like, <laughs> this is a lot of commitment to the bit, and like nothing you ever said was too far out. So I was like, I guess it's entirely possible he could have just dropped my keys over the side. But yeah, okay, that's that's more believable. Jacob yeah. would definitely uh, toss my keys, though. Jacob would yeah, toss my would. keys, not recognize the significance of having done that. Jacob would have hurled <laughs> them like fucking thirty yeah, yards just... into the deep woods, and be like, well, I don't see like... what the problem is. They're they're made of metal. Jake... You should see them. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a flashlight, it'll reflect off them, and I'll punch him in the fucking jaw. <laughs> because I have no enemies except for Jacob. <laughs> Jacob is my nemesis. I'm waiting for Jacob to one day join this call and disrupt the recording. He is in the server. Yeah. But I don't think it'll happen. Tonight. God. Because he ditched us. <laughs> I know he, he did. He ditched us. He stood us up. <laughs> he did literally stood us up. It wasn't the first time, and it probably won't be. It the certainly last. won't be the last. <laughs> Most definitely not. <laughs> he's already uh, plotting on how he's gonna not show up to the Meg. Remember that one time that Jacob threw up in the parking lot, didn't tell any of us, and then just went home? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that did happen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We walked from B-Dubs to the theater, and then <laughs> on that walk. And then we just had no idea. <laughs> we like in the in the thirty second walk from B-Dubs to the theater, we lost him, and then just didn't see him again. Yeah, and then like an hour later, he was like, "Oh yeah, I threw up and went home." <laughs> <laughs> didn't you throw up in Age of Ultron? I mean, I think you made it to like. Something. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, I had to leave, and I got like food poisoning. 
had to leave. Same, honestly. I mean, bro. like, I get sick thinking about that movie. <sighs> yeah, that was a that was an awesome time. <laughs> I threw a lot more on the way home. <laughs> yeah, just all it was disgusting. Fuck. It was really you gross. Have my sympathy. I've never eaten at the I've never eaten at Fazoli's uh, since then. Like, I know it would, I know it'll probably be fine, but like it's just like a very negative memory in my mind that I just associate with. It's with fucking Fazoli's. Fazoli's just pisses me off as a concept. Like that's probably a lie. I think I've eat, eaten there before because I remember eating there with Kenny and and we. We I say like, we that used to be like the go-to before yeah, we, we watched movies. That's a lie, I, but I didn't like it. <laughs> you weren't. Like, ha- we went there, but you weren't happy about yeah, it. Yeah, I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever got the thing that made me sick again. At least <laughs> my my issue with Fazoli's is that it's just like it's like a fast food place where you get food that isn't fast food, and it's like pick a lane, motherfucker. I don't want to. It's not fast, and it's not cheap. It's insanely expensive for yeah. what it is. Like it I works went for Taco a, Bell, but like I went a few weeks ago. I got a freaking small chicken fettuccine Alfredo, and like I made it a combo, and I got like a slice of you know slice of pizza, you know, as part of the combo. It was like thirteen dollars. Like that, like that's what I got. I got the small, you know, fettuccine Alfredo with the rubber chicken, a mediocre slice <laughs> of pepperoni pizza, and like a medium water. It was like thirteen dollars. Yeah, I it's gonna like be a per- minute before I go back. I feel like that is most fast food now, though. Like you get no, a combo meal, like it's gonna be around like. 12 or 13 dollars which is crazy i mean it's dumb (laughs) i feel like especially after covid i feel like covid just it made a lot of companies like raise their prices and like they're not they're never gonna go back down like they're only gonna keep going up (laughs) that they think they can do this to us Oh, the absolute fucking obscenity of it all. Really, any news? No. <laughs> I- I've been going through a discussing film Twitter, and I see. I mean, nothing really of note. Just that's our main source of news on this podcast. Yeah, a, a lot of strike talk and a lot of like just box office talk which i don't really care about but um yeah did you know this video game news did you know that uh mortal kombat is getting peacemaker uh omni man yeah I did, which is wild because that means the leak was real because that was like leaked the day it was announced and i just kind of thought it was bullshit yeah i feel like i remember you talking about that leak because i just thought like i believed any of those in isolation but like that we would have Omni-Man, you know, like, all three of those guys, right? I was like, that, especially yeah. Omni-Man and Homelander, like, I was like, surely they wouldn't double up like that. On, like, vaguely Superman-like characters. 
Yeah. I mean, Homelander's cool. Like, Homelander really fits the vibe, but... He does. Um... I mean, really, Omni-Man does, too, but, like... In a different way. They all fit the vibe. It's just kind of like... I don't know why you would... I, I know Peacekeeper. That's his name. Is it Peacemaker or Peacekeeper? I get it confused in my head. Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Like, I, I would not... I mean, I know he's a different kind of guy, but... Gun guy. Yeah, gun. I mean, I, that's the bit, I guess. How about we instead... Um, look at reviews for Barbie and, and sort by lowest rating. Oh boy, that's uh, opening a can of worms that you can't close back. <laughs> I, I was hoping you could give us another like short. Oh, uh, you weren't La- last time, uh, Gabe. I, I I made Trevor go on a rant about like how the strike is uh, a bad thing. Oh no! And I'm gonna I'm gonna like try to edit it as like a, a Sigma male like YouTube short and upload it. Bro. Um, I was thinking maybe you could give us like a, you know, like an anti-woke rant about Barbie. Something like that. I could try. I mean, you don't have to do it now. If you I mean, the thing that I, I'm looking at these reviews, and most of them, I mean, most of them just call it bad and don't say anything too specific. Except one that's, this movie is total woke garbage, you know, but... One that intrigues me is, how can a film about patriarchy fail to give a clear message in the 21st century? It is mind-blowing to witness. Okay, you want to know something? Uh, you know, a movie being nuanced uh, doesn't make it unclear, uh, believe it or not. Um, to have stuff happening in a movie instead of just telling you one thing for two hours, you know, that's not unclear. That means you're dumb. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's like, oh, God. There was a... Are you looking at um, Google reviews letter or Letterboxd letter reviews? Box. Okay, I was looking at Letterboxd earlier, and I, I saw a couple of good ones, but... Anyway, what were you saying? No clue what Barbie even means. I clearly don't. I mean, I'm not one to speak about Barbie's meaning, but, like... I, I, can't, I can't imagine it misses the nail on the head that much. Um... Uh... Overly sexual comments. Oh, here we go. Okay, sorry, I'm getting distracted. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> a movie made not explicitly just for adults that make a single comment about sex? <laughs> Looks like it's for pedophiles. Anyway. <laughs> I did see a few, uh, I mean, what I would consider hot takes from mutuals. Mm. Um, nothing about it being, like, too woke, but, uh, I don't know, I, I uh, I don't want to call anyone out, <laughs> so I, I, I mean, no, call them out, call them out, do it. I don't think they were necessarily bad takes, but I, I, I just, I, I do follow someone who was just, like, very disappointed that it's, like, it's still sort of, uh, like, reinforcing, I guess, like, heteronormative, uh, sexuality or whatever it's i don't know <laughs> <laughs> what about like womanhood is like inherently heteronormative or like uh, i guess i mean certainly i mean you could say it's very cis i mean like i don't like it's very yeah i think that's ba- i think that's basically what they they were saying um 
And there's also something you can say about it kind of still just being, you know, an ad. Yeah, yeah. Was... Like it is a Barbie ad. <laughs> well, we can get into that. Uh... Oh, I'll go on my unhinged Barbie rant if I... Um... I can't. It's not funny enough. <laughs> like, I could, but, like, it's just gonna be, like, it's just gonna be saying the same old tired diatribe of, like, you know, uh, treating it like a zero-sum game. Like, oh, look, a woman got a thing. That means men don't have things anymore. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's bad. That's and, uh, I just don't feel like there's any room to go with this. <laughs> I mean, you know, kind of ironic how Barbie is so pro-woman, yet she puts men in the same position. <laughs> Great, Chief, you figure that out all by yourself. Like, it's fucking... <laughs> I know somebody's saying that. I, I know they're stupid. Because <laughs> that's kind of a point in the movie. Um, that, like, <laughs> the Barbies yeah. do literally have, like, a reverse, like... Stranglehold on men. I mean, they don't, because it's because it would be weird if they delved into that, right? And it would distract from what it's supposed to be about, which is why it does that, boys. All right, it's it's not. I, I did I did see some people saying like at the end it feels like it, the movie kind of forgot it was about Barbie and it's just about like Ken's <laughs> redemption. Yeah, it does kind of get a little his distracted place in the world. <laughs> um, already. Like if you do too much of that, you're just gonna lose your point. It's not part of the feminist agenda to keep your balls like. <laughs> in a fucking chastity cage, guys. Like it's okay. It's it's just it's 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 called, it's called writing a screenplay. But um, yeah, I that that was funny to me because I I told you I, I joked with you about that. Like in the lobby, it was like the, the kids literally do start out with like less rights than like <laughs> women have historically had because like. The kids are all like just fundamentally homeless. <laughs> like they don't. Yeah, like <laughs> the Barbies don't... don't even know where the kids live. Like, I've never really thought about it before. Like <laughs> the kids exist for the Barbies. The kids exist like, they just in a, like a quantum superposition. They don't exist until you observe them. Like they just, they just <laughs> pop into being. Like, <laughs> I mean, like yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what they mean when they like say "kid only exists in Barbie's gaze." He literally doesn't exist <laughs> until she looks at him. Like, <sighs> I just don't know yeah, how well, you could. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm... <laughs> no, you're good. I just think it's. I I just love some of the bits with Ken. We might get a short of, eventually. Um, but yeah, we we did the we did it we did it. We did it, fellas. We did Barbenheimer. Uh, today, as of talking about this, we went to the theater in our Barbie drip. Um, we were decked out, and we saw Barbie and Oppenheimer. We saw Barbie first. Uh, <laughs> I think it was a good decision. I I think so. I th- I th- I... Yeah, I don't think I would have wanted to leave Oppenheimer and then go see Bart. I think, I don't know how to explain it, but that would be, I think, too much, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, like, my brain could take that. You, you <laughs> yeah. feel the Oppenheimer length. And 
Yeah, I think I would just be so like mentally exhausted after Oppenheimer. I wouldn't have been able to really get into Barbie. It, it, <laughs> get it was better to Barbie's like plastic fucking world in the beginning. Yeah. Which is insane to watch when you're very high. Um <laughs> bro, she slid down the slide and didn't land in the water because it's plastic. <gasps> that was me for like the first thirty minutes. Like <laughs> I was like very much. That is the best part about like watching a movie in the theater high when you when you you know because like watching a movie home, getting high, it's like you can hit it. You can you can just be high for the whole movie, but when you watch yeah, a movie in the theater, I it is really just like for the first thirty minutes, like you're you're on another plane. Like you were, <laughs> I remember you talking about when you saw the Batman high and <laughs> the opening scene where he's like, "I'm in the darkness and the shadows. Like I don't have to be anywhere. The important thing is that they think I'm yeah. everywhere." And, and you're just you're just like sitting there, like whoa. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that dude, that got me so good. I was like, I was like, yeah. he is the shadows. <laughs> I, like, I was like, I because that's the thing you do, right? Like you, I mean, you do that with like most. You do that with psychedelics. You do that with like uh, weed. It's like it's not that your thoughts are dumb. It's just that you have those thoughts normally and you don't think anything of them. And then when you when you're under the influence, you're like, holy shit. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, I can't believe I never looked at it that way before. <laughs> Even though yeah. every Batman movie's about how it's about his image and like it's, and it's, a, a, symbol, it's a symbol, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a cool way of doing that, though. It was awesome. It was really cool. Yeah. I liked how much they leaned into it because they don't usually lean into it that heavily. They don't usually go so far as to show a guy literally jumping at shadows <laughs> because it's like, what if Batman's in it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah uh, I guess to set the scene for Barbie uh, Barbie's about Barbie uh, stereotypical Barbie is who Margot Robbie is she's like the, the Barbie's Barbie you know uh, kind of average Barbie and she lives in the magical Barbie land uh, <laughs> and uh, she starts having thoughts about death she starts question <laughs> questioning her own existence and mortality and it's revealed that that's because uh you know a, a girl who is playing with a barbie toy is having these thoughts and that has created some sort of portal <laughs> or like weird rift between the real world and barbie world so barbie and Ken go on a journey to the real world to try to save the day, but then Ken is introduced to the concept of the patriarchy, <laughs> and he takes that back to Barbie land and throws, like, a Ken coup. <laughs> he takes over Barbie land, and then... I don't know how you can't think that's, like, the funniest thing in the world. It's hilarious! It's so funny! <laughs> he goes into like a into like a high school like library and just starts checking out books about horses and war. <laughs> it's like I gotta show the guy. I gotta tell the I guys gotta show about the boys. war. <laughs> I gotta tell them about war and about <laughs> how men make all the I'm gonna go look for books on trucks. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's, 
this this was a very funny movie. It was. Uh, it was gr- like really actually very funny. Yeah, it was great. I was Women can be funny, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, Barbie's proof that women can be funny. Uh but no, I I really enjoyed Barbie. I, I thought it was a, a blast. Yeah, it was it was really fun. I I Oh god. It's just the Ken bit is like probably one of the greatest. It's a top ten bit. Like oh, it, it's a, it really is. Oh. It's so good. <laughs> that's I don't yeah that's I can't I don't understand why people are mad because like Ken stills the show <laughs> like the, like Ryan Gosling is amazing in this movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's fucking amazing, uh, and it's so funny. Um... I don't know. Bo- both of these movies I had high expectations for, and I feel like they were fully met, which yeah. is yeah, sort of rare, I feel like. A lot of times I go into movies with like really high expectations, and it's like, even if it's really good, I'm still like, eh, I expected. Like, I-, I at least expected it to be good, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but yeah, these two great movies. <laughs> uh, I-, I feel like talking about Barbie is just going to be like, we're just going to be naming like saying bits and jokes. I mean, that's fair. That's kind of yeah. how it goes a lot. But I did, I did like the the actually like serious aspects of the movie. Like those are also like astonishingly well done. Like the, it's just it's just yeah. weird to say because I'm gonna say like when Barbie does X, you know, and that just kind of sounds strange out loud sometimes but it's no different than when we say it with a superhero movie at the end of the day it's just Barbie um because like the scene where she's like paying attention to the world and like she like sees the old lady Mm. I really like that scene that's very sweet and that's like I think more, and I'm a guy, so I can't speak to this. I don't know what womanhood is like, okay? Don't fuck it. I'm gonna try here, okay? <laughs> Nobody crucify me, but, um... You know, like, that really... Uh, the scene, A scene like that, and, like, the scene where she's shown, like, what she's sort of in for, right? I think those, um... And, and it's not to say I honestly quite liked the I, I don't know the actress's name, but the human woman, the main woman, the mom. Um, oh, uh, America Ferrera. Right, 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 right. Is that Ugly Betty? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Ugly Betty? <laughs> I I just I I I liked her speech that she gives personally, but like I feel like those scenes reinforce and tell you those things. Ultimately, yeah. better than hers because that's kind of like I mean I know those scenes don't deliberately say that right but like that's the that's the rub you know like that's that there's like expectations about what a person should be what a woman should be and the, like that's just not like a real concept like I mean yeah. it's re- it's a real concept but it's not objectively real it is something that's just kind of made up. And for her to say that and to mean it to that old lady like that kind of, you know, 
<laughs> to the woman in her crone stage. <laughs> I'll turn it into a Wiccan thing. I'll just start talking about <laughs> the crone. <laughs> Six hour long video essay on Barbie as like <laughs> Wiccan theology. <laughs> Which would play into it being really cis. <laughs> But you know that's a that's a specific reference that I'm not gonna keep talking about. <laughs> watch the Love Witch, guys. You'll understand what I'm talking about if you watch the Love Witch. <laughs> trust me, trust me. You'll get it, then. You'll get it. <laughs> I'm glad we wore the drip. I'm too. It was a good bit. Yeah, it was, it was good. I was worried I'd be a bit under dripped. Nah, it, nah, it was no, no, no. I, I, well, I, th- I think your drip was heightened by the like. If it was just, you, but Melody, you, you guys were Barbie and Ken, you know, like that. I guess that is yeah. true. Yeah, the... I can't say anything because I unironically wear denim jackets sometimes, so I, I can't, <laughs> I can't. But like, if you didn't, if you didn't have Melody with you, you know, maybe people wouldn't get that you were Ken. Yeah, I think. You know, it was clear. I was just trying. I was like, tr- I was looking for a Ken-inspired look. You know, I was looking for a Ken-esque look. <laughs> you should have bleached your hair. Yeah. <sighs> the thought then crossed I, yeah, my mind. Should we break down the drip? <laughs> yeah, sure. Trevor, who who are you wearing, Trevor? Who are you wearing uh, for the Barbie premiere? <sighs> I don't. I got it off of Amazon. Um, it's a hot pink T-shirt. With a Levi denim jacket and jeans, and I painted my nails a pastel pink. That's my entire drip. That's all I did. But I'd say what Melody wore, but I would horribly misrepresent whatever she wore. She wore a dress with butterflies on it. It was blue, and it looked great. And she had butterfly clips in her hair. That I'm gonna get shit for saying that. <laughs> from her when she catches up to the podcast. <laughs> it's that's not at all. It's a it's actually a this and this dress and I just can't remember those things. It's not like that I don't care. It's just like I don't remember to feed myself most days. I can't I can't I, I am Ken, okay? Like listen guys. <laughs> I don't got a brain cell up in here. Like I got half of one, maybe, on my best days. Which is why I'm starting the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, and I uh, had a Barbie, Barbie mer- official Barbie T-shirt, which is like a black T-shirt with astronaut Barbie on it, uh, and it had pink joggers, uh, and it had a fur pink bucket hat, which I will probably never wear. Again. <laughs> hey, but it was a sick hat. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I uh. <clears throat> I had a uh, black Barbie t-shirt with, like, uh, a photo of, like, four different Barbies, uh, you know, and then the, you know, Barbie written on it. Uh, I had uh, pink shorts, uh, pink shoes, uh, white socks. Um, I had a... Uh, you know, fake uh, silver uh, chain with uh, 
fake jewel encrusted uh, Barbie logo uh, that I got from Hot Topic. Uh, I had pink heart-shaped sunglasses uh, that do not block UV uh, rays. So, uh, you know, don't look at the sun with them. And don't look at the bomb. I had a pink bucket hat. Steal the fit, and guys. The We're giving it to you. Yeah. I probably will end up wearing my shirt at some point. I mean, it's just a, it's just a pink shirt. I, I yeah, actually I do like shirts... my I think the shirts are good. Yeah, the shirts are good. Um, like, I, I might wear the pink pants at some point, but... I mean, uh, yeah, really I think your pants are hat. good. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm probably never going to wear... Because well, it's a that bucket head. head. It's a felt bucket head. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of mileage with that. Like, <laughs> I don't like wearing hats. Like, I just don't think I look good in hats. So I, I, the only time I wear hats is like when I'm going to the grocery store or something, and I haven't showered, and my <laughs> hair is just like a mess. And I'm like, I don't want people to see my hair. I don't want them to. Know. I feel that. That's basically. The, I have like a trucker hat. That's kind of the only time. <laughs> I used to have a Chance the Rapper hat, but then someone like questioned me about Chance the Rapper, and I really don't know anything about Chance the Rapper. So. <laughs> That's always that happens fear. to me. I, that happens to me a lot. I have a lot of. There was just some. I was wearing a Pink Floyd shirt once, and there was just some random girl who was like asking me about Pink Floyd albums, and like I had no clue. I was. I I just told her I was like I just like the shirt. I don't really know anything about Pink Floyd. <laughs> I I get people who presume that like I don't know anything about something, but I do, and I'll like make them feel stupid. And it's not, it's not me trying to act like I'm superior. It's that I'm trying to say that they're inferior. If that makes sense, I know that's kind of ends up at the same point, but that's a shitty thing to do to a person. Okay, <laughs> it is to be like, uh, to be like talking about something. You go, yeah, well, you know, I like I like Jimi Hendrix because a high school teacher of ours did that to me once i don't know i've talked about this on the podcast and he's like oh yeah well like name some of your favorite songs like i was just gonna say like all along the watchtower or something or like you know and i and i, and I just i forget what i even said but i said like i didn't these aren't because like that's the thing that's stupid about it i probably would pick some of the better known ones because there, there's a reason they're better known I like them they're popular and that's why they're popular because they're great you know like not everything has to be a niche pick my guy okay like you can still be valid <laughs> just because you say something that's popular doesn't mean you're a hack but then it's like oh no you gotta say some stupid bullshit to please him like name just two songs you barely listen to that you don't even like and he's oh yes a man of a refined palate hmm <laughs> That's what he did. I'm pretty sure I had, like, a similar interaction with that teacher. Because, uh, like, despite being a, a big nerd, um, when I was in high school, like, I, I hadn't seen any of the Star Wars movies since I was, like, a child. Like, I, I really, like, didn't... Besides, like, I knew Star Wars, obviously. Like, I, you know, but, like... I, could, I didn't really remember anything specific about the movies. And I, I, had, not, and I had a shirt... That I think had something from like Return of the Jedi on it. And he just started talking to me about like Return of the Jedi and how like Empire was superior and stuff like that. And like I, j I was just nodding my head and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause like, <laughs> and, and, but in my head I was thinking like, I don't, I don't, I didn't know this, I didn't know this shirt was ref 
was specifically from <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Like, I don't remember what happens in, in any of these movies. Um, and then I think I went home and watched them all because I was like, I need to refresh my keep Star up. Wars knowledge. Yeah. Huh? Gabe, what'd you think about Barbie? You got any takes about Barbie? Give me a hot take. Cool. No, uh, no. I mean, it, it. It was great. It was. It was so much fun. I think it's uh, like really good at the feminist stuff. I mean, I don't know. It sounds weird. No, to I would say. agree. It. 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 I think it does. You know what it tries to do well. Like, I don't want to sound like a um, dude, bro. Like, yeah, this is my kind of feminism, but like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. You know, I actually no, never mind. That's not true. I was gonna say I don't think I've actually seen any of Greta Gerwig's films besides Francis Ha. Uh, but I see. Uh, I I saw Lady Bird, which is also good. Um, so I can't say that. But I think this is of what I've seen. I'd say this is her best. You've seen, yeah, I have only seen Francis Ha, I think. You've seen Little Women, right, Trevor? Yeah. Pretty big fan. Was this that. better? Was this better than Little Women? Uh, they're like on par for me. I'd say. Um, I think this one's more original than yeah. Little Women because, like, there's only so much you can do with like a Jane Austen story. But, like, as I was ranting in beat-ups, like, every Jane, not every Jane Austen thing, I know, because I've just, I've now read, like, Jane Austen, and I haven't seen all the, you know, film adaptations or anything, but, like, you, you know, at the end of the day, like, people like Jane Austen were, like, they weren't writing at the time, what was considered, like, the highest brow stuff. You know what I mean? Like, they were writing, like, popular fiction that in time started to be viewed as, you know, higher art. Which is kind of just a general trend. I'm not to say that, like... Like Shakespeare. Yeah, not to say that it wasn't enjoyed by people that, like, and that people didn't engage with it like that. But that was, like, it was sold. It was a marketed thing, you know what I mean? It was... It was published to make money and things like that. Like, there's a certain... It had a demographic, is what I'm saying. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a certain tropes inherent to it. And I feel like a lot of them are... They're really well done. Like, I always enjoy it. But there's just only so much room you can go with it. Now, Her Little Women does a good job of, like, being kind of meta about it. Which is what this Barbie movie does as well. Uh, like, the concept... Of, like, the Jane Austen archetype story. Like, it kind of plays with that a little bit. And with Little Women's stuff specifically. Because there's the whole thing with the book where, like, if I remember correctly, where, like, the author originally, Austen originally intended for the main character, for her to, like, not end up with a man. And due to fan outcry, they, like, tacked on an ending. Or she gets with a man. They do a bit about that in the movie. They're like, wait, is that it? Is that the ending? It can't be the ending. 
You know, they they do that whole yeah. thing. And, you know, stuff like that. I just, I, it killed, I, I'm still not over the snub that was Little Women. Like, not getting, like, at least a director's nod. She might have had a director's nod. I don't remember. But, like, no. 2019 was a, was a year for egregious Because, like, her skill is really True. in directing, specifically. And, like, that's what made that movie really good and it's a lot of what I like in Barbie is like the like how deft she is at directing and like I just don't I just don't understand how you could like of all things you could snub like the thing that was good because of the direction you know like I it's insane now Barbie had more to it than that certainly because Barbie had um, pretty outstanding performances and amazing design I mean like Oh, it's insane! It's beautiful. It's so good. Barbie <laughs> Land nuts. is crazy. Like I, I feel like it's hard to even describe. <laughs> no, it's you kind have of mind blowing. Watch Barbie. You have to see Barbie Land. Like, yeah, it's just like a mix. It's such a weird mix of like. It's one of those things where it's like it, I, just it's kind of like overload. Just like looking at Barbie Land, it's like I, I can't tell like what's, like practical and what's CGI and. You know, like, what's there and what's not. And that works, though, you know, because it is meant to look, like, artificial. Yeah, it's supposed to be fake. Um, plastic. Yeah, I, I I just love the look of, of Barbie Land. It's really crazy. Kind of reminded me of, like, Wes Anderson stuff in a way. <laughs> Wes uh, Anderson's clawing yeah. through the screen right now. He's pissed <laughs> about that comment. <laughs> Isn't it the thing? I heard he was pissed about how people are like saying like that he has a style. He's like, I'm more than just that. No, you're not. I mean, you are. You are. You've made the same. He's made the same movie like ten times. Like, there's more to your movies than that, bro. But there's certainly a line running through them. I don't think I'm. I feel like I've seen this on the internet. Like, this is an original thought. But like, there's a very clear difference. Like Wes Anderson, like pre Budapest Hotel, and like post. Grand Budapest Hotel, because it's like the the elements of his style that everyone talks about they were present in like all of his movies, mm-hmm. like Rushmore, Rural Tenenbaums, uh, Life Aquatic. But it, it's like uh, Grand Budapest like really went all out with, with the Wes Anderson isms, and it's like since then I, I feel like every Wes Anderson movie almost feels like a parody of, of Wes Anderson <laughs> uh, yeah. movies. Um, I haven't seen. Isle of Dogs, but uh, uh, French Dispatch was very, like, <laughs> just so Wes Anderson. I- I've heard similar things about what- what's this new one? Uh, Asteroid City. Yeah, and Moonrise Kingdom, too, but yeah, no, I feel like it's a, I don't know, it, basic comparison, because it's pastel and dollhouse, but but it's an it unavoidable um, comparison because of that. <laughs> Yeah. But, like, the Wes Anderson thing doesn't all... It's not as plastic. As aggressively, no, no. specifically plastic. And that's not something yeah. you see a lot in general. Um, no. I just love the way... I just love how it looks. I didn't want to leave Barbie Land. I yeah, I was happy <laughs> that they went back to Barbie Land. Like, they... It didn't feel like they were... I, I don't know the actual, like, runtime of how long they were in... 
the real world, but it didn't feel like they were in it long. I was kind of worried, like, when they left Barbie Land in the beginning, like, that was it. Like, the rest of the movie was just going to be in the real world. And they distracted us with things like the Ken bit. Like, when he's going (laughs) up and, like, seeing the guys. Like, man, yeah. Uh. <laughs> I love that. I love That's that. like they're they punching the punching bag, and they're like, "Man, man." <laughs> he wa- he watches he watches like a guy like tell like give the finger to his secretary, not the middle finger, but you know the the point of yeah. Finger. He's like, "Hold like, up on, a second, uh, I'm in the, I'm in the middle of something," and Ken is like, "Whoa!" <laughs> he just he just told that woman to wait. <laughs> he just shut her down. Um. <laughs> I was thinking about this. Is is this like the? Because I normally hate like. I'm trying to. Th- I I. I'm trying to think of like a word for it, but like, I'm thinking of like Sonic movie, the Smurfs. Where it's like you know, like you're going to a movie and you're like, oh Sonic, I love the world of Sonic, or I love the I love the Smurfs, I love those little blue guys and the mushroom houses or <laughs> whatever, and then it's like, oh, they just go to the fucking, they just go to New York. Or something, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, they're in the real world, whoa, and it, I usually don't like the those He-Man thing, this, it's like, yeah, is this the best example, is this like the best execution of like a, of that trope? <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, off the top of my head, probably. Yeah, I can't immediately think of anything It else. uses its time in the real yeah. world very well. And it doesn't like it actually has a point to using it. Like, yeah, it's and there's still good bits in it, like the bit of like the construction workers like catcalling and being like generally creepy. And then they're like, "We don't have genitals. (laughs) Neither of us have genital genitals." And the the construction workers, "Oh, that's okay." And they're like, oh no, we're we're ally. I mean, yeah, we're like rapey, but like, you know, <laughs> you know, it, you know, hey, who am I to judge? It's not my business. It's in your pants. <laughs> All they care about is the smoking hot. <laughs> Their words. You brought this up, I think, before we started uh, recording, Trevor. But uh, like, it, it similar to uh, not uh, not as. Not as bad as Air, I don't think. But, like, this is an advertisement. Oh, yeah, it is. It is an ad <laughs> um, for, Ma- for Mattel. For Barbie, for Barbie and for yeah. Mattel. And um, not to sound like one of those guys who are like, oh, you critique society, yet you live in one. How how interesting. Because, you know, hate those guys. But you know, I, I hate capitalism as much as the next guy, you know. Uh, I hate the world we live in. I want it to all burn. Um but, but but like I, I don't I don't I don't know I don't know if the Barbie movie is allowed to have its cake and eat it too and just be like capitalism sucks I don't know like it, it just feels disingenuous um I'm kind of I'm I I I, I don't want to sound like an anti woke guy because I'm, I'm but I am kind of getting sick of like Hollywood movies just like being preachy about capitalism. You know what I'm, I Well, mean, I mean, like, that's, that's, that's kind of like the menu's point, right? Like, that they're like, it, that it is so disingenuous of people like that. But then it's kind of weird because the menu's also exactly like yeah, a that, Hollywood that's what movie. Like, of, that, like, like the, the layers of this. Just... Like, I was, this movie has made uh, like 300 
as of the time of talking about it, this movie has made $340 million uh, in the box office. Um, the amount that the writers are asking for to end the strike is $400 million. So, like, I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, it, it's just, I don't know. It's so disingenuous. Uh, I don't know. that If I had any complaints about this movie, that would probably be it. What's well, a valid complaint? Because it is, like, a real thing. Where, like, I mean, because that's part of the problem is that, like, they'll give you sort of token gestures of, like, look, you know, no, we're allies. <laughs> we get it. We're friends. But, like, it's only something they stand to benefit from. Now, the capitalist answer yeah. to that would be, well, that's okay. Because you're supposed to, like, be selling, you know, the libertarian like, greed is good, Ayn Rand bullshit kind of thing. Um, like, it doesn't matter what the motive is. What matters is that it happens. And if somebody's doing it because they're greedy, they still do a good thing. And just because somebody mm -hmm. does a good thing doesn't mean they're, they, they shouldn't be, like, prohibited from making money off of a good thing. So there is that, but it gets kind of weird when we're talking... Like, that That works when you're talking about, like, even a decently sized company that's not massive, but Mattel, you know, and Warner Brothers. Yeah, Mattel and, and like, Warner Like, those Brothers. guys yeah. are massive, <laughs> and, like, I, I know that, like... It's, and it's so weird that it's, like, they specifically also in this movie, they call out themselves... By themselves, and they don't like none of it. Nothing's changed. And they make jokes about how people will do that in the movie. They have the bit where Will Ferrell's like, "We had a woman CEO in the '90s." It's like fair point. I get it, but what are we doing <laughs> right now? Like you know, like I you gave it like it's like oh we let Greta Gerwig direct a movie, which is great. <laughs> That's great. That I'm I'm glad she got to do that, and she's a phenomenal director. Um. But, like, I mean, you know, but then I guess you could say, oh, but they put all those women in it. I've never seen so many women on screen at once, you know. <laughs> and that that's a fair point. But, like, it doesn't change the fact, like, for me, I've had to accept that, like, because I get your argument. And I ultimately agree with it. I try to, like, not let it factor in. Because for me, the issue is I feel like you can do this with a lot of things, ultimately. And it's still pretty valid. Because you could do that with, like, the Marvel movies. Like, the Marvel movies are all sort of ads for toys. And they're sort of ads for, like, oh, yeah. the comics. And they're sort of, like, an Merch. ad for, like, American culture in general. Like, and ideals. And, uh... Yeah. I, don't, I, I know I'm gonna sound like a fucking... You know... College freshman philosophy student with a Che Guevara poster when I say this, but, like, it, it's kind of, like, a thing for, like, the military-industrial sort of complex, you know, like, where it's... I don't know. Like, Civil War. Like, you can read a lot into Civil War if you want to, you know? It's, oh, it's okay yeah. for an extranational group to, like, make decisions in other countries and to, like, police them, essentially. And, like, they're the good guys for doing that. Bureaucracy's bad. <sighs> you never saw the, uh, the Captain America show, did you? There's some... 
Do they do something with that? Not that specific. They just get into some weird. I know that's kind of like the main I gimmick think. is that it's like about like those guys and the maybe the blip the, was a good like, thing and like the villain in <laughs> the villain in that show is someone who's like trying to help refugees out of the blip crisis, uh, but they're like a villain because like they're willing to kill to to do that, I guess, and then they're not redeemed, but uh, the evil Captain America who just like murders people he, he's redeemed in the end because hmm. he's, he's a good boy see that's kind of strange because uh. <laughs> that's a marvel trend too and like i understand that that person maybe is like from that standpoint which is also just kind of weird because marvel from the longest time and in the comics too like it's not like dc like dc as a general rule like the main heroes always like object to killing but like that's that's just spider-man's thing and Mar- like that's that's a very like yeah. that's a very him thing to do. Like you read, like Iron Man's blasting fools left and right. There's like you know, Age of Ultron. He makes a joke about murdering dudes. You, you know what I mean? Like I don't see how that's terribly different from like what Killmonger did. You know, like I. Uh... Yeah, like it only matters when the movie draws attention to it. Yeah, like... when that makes it feel kind of <laughs> cheap. And it's like what I was like. It's like the, with like my thing with Top Gun, like with Air. Like they're they're good movies. They're well done. If they're ads, they're good ads. I'm not gonna delve too much into it. It's a but it's something that you I do think people if you are of like our political slant, you know. You you should be mindful of that when you're engaging with something like this. I'm not telling people they have to dislike it, right? But you should you should know that about the movie. You should know that about any yeah. of these movies. That that's what they're doing. Right? Like, you can still like it. It's fine. It's fun. It's cool. But, like... It's like when... You get this a lot from gaming companies, right? Where they, like... Appeal to, like... Their reputation. And, like, people's uh, relationship to them. Where it's like, we're your friends. It's like, no, they want your money. And, like, that's fine that they want your money. Yeah. But, like, you should know that that's what they're after. That they're selling you a product. And if they're selling you a product, <laughs> you have a right to get a good product. So, don't don't give them leeway. Right? Don't... <laughs> yeah. If anything, the, the bar for movies like this should be higher. Than uh, for your average just indie mumblecore bullshit because like if if they're if they're essentially like using a ploy to get you into the theater right they should use it pretty goddamn well and Barbie does Barbie does yeah yeah that's my rant I'm sorry I got very passionate about that <laughs> what do you guys think about her choice to be a real girl at the end? become immortal basically give up her perfect life <laughs> I feel like it would have been a decent been... ending hmm. sorry spoke over you no, I, I just said I thought it was a decent ending I think it's fine yeah, I, I think it would have been better amazing. but I mean I'm not going to say how a movie should be written I guess because it's not like it doesn't go against the themes of the movie so I can't like objectively shit on it but like 
Um, I just, I feel like it would have been better if it was like Barbie decides to stay the way she's become as a Barbie. If that makes sense. Yeah. To like represent that as a Barbie. You've seen the last unicorn, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, it's, yeah, that, because it's like a unicorn and she turns into a girl. But then at the end of the movie, she goes back to being a unicorn and they're like, you're a unicorn again. Like, isn't that great? And she's like, well, I'm now the only unicorn who knows what regret is. And I'll have to live with that for all time now. Um, but yes, I'm a unicorn. Again. <laughs> it's like... Oh, no. There's also a line in that movie where, where she talks about filling her, her body, like, dying around her when she becomes human. I think that would have been funny <laughs> in the Barbie God. She just ent- enters the real world, and she's like, what the fuck is this? I guess they kind of do that with the cellulite. <laughs> the cellulite. <laughs> uh, no, I, I liked I liked the ending, but yeah, I, I think I maybe would have liked that a little bit more, like you said, Trevor, but... It was cool to go off into some weird dimension with the creator, with the ghost of the creator of Barbie. <laughs> I love how Will Ferrell's character just says that. He's like, yeah, the ghost lives on the 17th floor. Oh, we haven't talked about Will Ferrell yet. It's fucking... <laughs> <laughs> it takes so Great. long for the whisper to get to him. And he, <laughs> and he, just, he just like... <gasps> like, there's so like, many oh, great... Like, it's, oh, it's so funny. I know. I love how the real world, like, it does feel like the real world, but then you get to the Mattel guys, and it's like, they, they could still be in the, like, it's like, they are also operating on as many brain cells as Kins are, like, the scene where they're running around in the cubicles trying to catch Barbie is so funny. <laughs> it just, I don't know, everything with Will Ferrell, I, I love. The whole movie's What do you think, uh? Gabe being a big Will Ferrell guy. Uh, I thought he was great. You know, uh, I thought he was just another, you know, great performance in a movie full of great performances. Uh, he's very silly, kind of unhinged, uh, which was, you know, the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I definitely enjoyed him. I thought Michael Sarah was was really funny. I loved <laughs> Alan was great. Yeah, Alan was <laughs> I love when he just beats the <laughs> fuck out of those kids. <laughs> it was so yeah. good. Uh. <laughs> I like that that's like a thing in the movie where they kind of like it's not like a focus because it shouldn't be again because it's a Barbie movie and like it's it shouldn't be more than like subtext um but like that's kind of the thing like if you're talking about like a patriarchal society is it a patriarchal society which is my issue with like we talk about like incels you know it's because they are right they di- they're wrong in just thinking that it's women because it's kind of other men it's uh, it's other men doing it to them. Like, that's kind of, you know, the way the system works. Because a patriarch... Like, you can't just let every single guy, you know what I mean, have yeah, everything. Just, uh, you know, it, it, you know, obviously women 
are affected because it's the patriarchy, but also men who don't like fit in. Exactly. The yeah. Mold that the patriarchy because the patriarchy has, has only created. those guys at the top can only justify being on the top by like looking at the other men and pointing at them, and like looking looking down onto them. So if you don't fit that mold, then yeah, like you're saying, like, like that becomes an issue. Of course, there are like the obvious, like I mean, I, I like it's just the thing of like, well, a guy going into a position is never going to be shat on for being a guy. Like that's not going to be what it is for him. If a guy, yeah, if, a guy's have, if a guy's having issues gender. related to his gender, it's because he's being compared to other men. He's being left out in favor of other men, not in favor of women. You know what I mean? Unless, uh, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. unless, like, on the basis of solely gender, right, is what I mean to say. But, I don't know. And that, I like that with Alan, because it's Michael Cera, and he's just a fucking little gremlin boy <laughs> and he, but he's the one that just lays them out like just fucking absolutely demolishes them oh yeah he just <laughs> it's the most masculine thing in the movie it really yeah it really is <laughs> and they say that too like what is it they say about like what Barbie says to Ken like you're not like your girlfriend you're not like your house. Because I yeah. think that's a thing with a lot of men, and especially like young, disillusioned men on the internet, is they think their like worth is associated with like status how many symbols. Bugattis, yeah, like how many bitches you got. Like, which is like, and guys like, and that's why I have such a problem with guys like Andrew Tate, because they directly feed into that. Like, yeah, that is the uh, the patriarchy. Yeah, I mean, it's what I'm saying. Yeah, they do that. Like, that's why they're doing it. Like, he is, like, that's the thing, guys. Like, he's doing it to you. Like, <laughs> like you're, being, you're, <laughs> you're being made a woman by Andrew Day. <laughs> hmm. Well, there, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing more manly than paying another man to tell you how to be a real man. Yeah, like yeah. That. <laughs> that is the ultimate. It's like how many cars do I can own? do? Is, <laughs> is give someone else your money to tell you how to be a man? <laughs> Should get my Lambo. <laughs> it won't it won't put hair on your head. Um, <laughs> get, that's why you should have gone with Keeps. Keeps is the new. <laughs> this isn't sponsored by Keeps. It should be. Um, yeah, I love the music. Great soundtrack. Oh, oh yeah. Agreed. I will tell you this, both yeah. movies have wonderful soundtracks. Yes. Oppenheimer kind of just sounds like one uh-huh. song, but, you know, it, it kind of works. I love the musical bits, like the original songs that they had for this. They, they were great. Uh, Ken's... I think Ken... Well, he probably had like two songs. Mm-hmm. I think he had two, yeah. They were both great. Uh, the intro song when she's, like, getting ready for the day or whatever, and it keeps changing. That was great. Uh, I love that. I love the bit of, like, the narration in the beginning, and then it kind of goes away for a little while, and then near the end of the movie, they're, like, trying to make a point. What is it exactly, like... That she's not pretty. She's not stereotypically Barbie pretty Yeah, anymore. she was like, yes. I'm not perfect, or, like, I, you know, I don't... I'm not pretty anymore. <laughs> and the narrator just like, note to directors that <laughs> Margot Robbie was not a good casting choice <laughs> to make this point. 
Yeah. I love that. That got a big laugh out of the theater. Yeah, um, that was a good bit. I love the uh, which and and it's why like the te- like the first teaser is probably one of my favorite trailers ever. I just thought it was hilarious. Uh, and it's also like the actual opening. Uh, they do the uh, 2001, you know, the Space Odyssey thing mm-hmm. with like the little girls and the baby dolls. Yeah, that was great. That was <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, what what song was Ken singing with the guitar? Uh, uh, I I don't know, but like I, I think everybody else in the theater knew besides us. Yeah, that 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 scene really seemed to connect with all the women in the theater. <laughs> like, like the, the women were like gasping and like laughing and just like that entire scene. Like, oh, it's it's pushed by Matchbox Twenty. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. I like the specific. There's a very specific like woman-oriented jokes. Because, like, they do that, like, the BBC, like, Pride and Prejudice miniseries joke, which also seemed to resonate with the women in the audience, and Melody especially. And I was, like, was going to say, yeah. it's like, <laughs> like, it was, like, I thought it was, like, kind of, you know, funny, but, like, I just look over and Melody is dying. It's like, is joke. this, like, a thing for you guys? Like, is this, like, a, <laughs> is this part of your culture? Well, it was made even better that she was talking about watching Pride and Prejudice. Like, I beat. Her. Yeah, no, she did. And when we watched it the night before, she was like, "Yeah, I, I've seen this like like twenty times." <laughs> I was like, "What?" She's like, "Yeah, whenever I'd get depressed, I would just watch this." And I was like, "Guys, just watch Drive. Like, I don't know. <laughs> guys, guys watch Drive and do drugs. They watch Pride and Prejudice and drink wine. Like, I know." <laughs> Hey, we're kind of the same. At the end of the day, look at uh, that. We're all one. I just finished Full Metal Alchemist (laughs) last night. I know that... I I understand now, alright? All is one, one is all. Did did you actually? I did. I actually did. I'm proud of you. Yeah, it's a good show. Give it an eight or a nine. If only Aaron would finish it. (laughs) It's okay though. We're the ending is crazy, Aaron. I'll tell you that much. The ending, the ending gets kind of Evangeliony. I know. I stopped watching it at like the probably the worst time, and it really was a thing of like the the. I don't. It was just a thing of like. I don't even remember what was going on, but I, I just got distracted from watching it, and and then I just lost the urge to keep going. That happened to me <laughs> the first time, so I get it. It's a longer show. Yeah. And it's got a lot of problems I just inherently have with a lot of anime in general. Where, they're like, everything is, like, over-explained to you. It's like, yeah, bro, I get it. Yeah. I've got eyes and ears. <laughs> you didn't need to tell me that. You know, like, I'm not fucking stupid. Barbie did that a little bit, but then it made it a bit to do it. Which was kind of funny. Like the narrator in the beginning, and like the, the song. Where the song's just talking about mm. what Barbie's doing. And then it becomes like <laughs> yeah. a bit about it because it turns into it. <laughs> um, 
Uh, back to the scene where uh, Alan like beats up all those guys. I, I love <laughs> where it's, it's just like as soon as the Kins learn <laughs> that they can exp- that they can build the. W- <laughs> How does he, it's like does he build exactly? the wall like sideways and not to build it vertically yeah. or something. <laughs> and it just shows all these kids and it's just like one single brick wide. But they're just, it's going way up in the sky and it's like, once the kids learn how to properly build a wall, we'll never be able to come back. <laughs> it's just so sure the depths of their stupidity. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Go beat you off. Oh yeah, that was a good bit. Right, right. What what was what was your guys' favorite bit from the oh. movie? God. I'm racking my brain. There's so many good ones. I I think I think mine <laughs> like it was so stupid. But just <laughs> when the when the doctor Barbie, uh, I think she was a doctor, uh, looks at her flat feet and just goes flat feet, <laughs> <laughs> and they just all start gagging. Uh, that was funny. I do kind of like the bit when they're trying to like trick the Kens and Barbie is like, "Can I be your?" What is it? Long distance, uh, low commitment girlfriend or something like that. Yeah. And Ken, Ken just like walks into the house <laughs> and then he's like, sublime! <laughs> and he walks back out and he's like, yeah, I'll have to think about it. Sublime! <laughs> Guys, can we watch it again tomorrow? <laughs> Honestly, this is like a very rewatchable movie. I think uh, I'll give it that. I mean, it has that on Oppenheimer. Uh, yeah, I don't know favorite. if I'm ever gonna watch Oppenheimer again. They're set. They're very different movies. I feel like it's hard to compare. Them. It's like it, I no, said, wa- going into who could have guessed that they would be different? But. Going into Oppenheimer <laughs> after Barbie, it is like going into Ken's, like going into the kingdom. Like, <laughs> it's like welcome to the real world now. You enjoyed your little girly fantasy? This is where men rule, and they wear suits, and they drink black coffee, and they smoke cigarettes. Cheat on their wives. Cheat on their wives. (laughs) Ad nauseum. (laughs) My very excessive wife cheating. (laughs) Uh, We we brought it up, Trevor. I I think I talked about it to you in the theater, but the bit where uh, the ghost of the barbie creator like takes barbie's hands and it's like let me show you what being a human is like and it's just all these you know (laughs) nice kind of memories that you might have like growing up as a girl uh but i i just wanted it to be like a scene like uh what the fifth element or whatever (laughs) where she's like plugged into the computer or uh street fighter where they brainwash that guy by just showing him like hitler <laughs> uh, uh, yeah i just wanted barbie to like see the holocaust and like <laughs> team and square <laughs> like just <laughs> just all the monstrosities and evils of humanity <laughs> just be like nah yeah i think i'm going back to barbie take, later. Me, back. take me back just like slavery and <laughs> everything <laughs> And yeah, I mean, it goes without saying, but like incredible uh, 
costume design. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah, the costumes go hard in this movie. Uh, everyone looks great. And just every character has multiple looks that that are phenomenal. <laughs> I love the uh, I love the Kin look, like, after he, you know, gets duded out or whatever. He's, like, wearing the fur <laughs> jacket. <laughs> I like when he takes it off and he's like, "I look stupid." And like, "No, bro, you're so cool." I like that they do like a like a sisterhood thing with the kins. Like the kins, yeah. But the the kins have like a legally blonde moment where they're like, "You know what? We're all <laughs> we're all kids." <laughs> <laughs> Kin is me. Kins need to stick together. We can't be tearing each other down. I mean, they do. We talk. Uh, you talked about it. Like they, they really do have less rights in the, in the Barbie world than. Because they're all <laughs> like, they're, like these... they're literally homeless. Like as a, yeah. as a as a as a sex, as a gender, they're, they're entirely... at the end when they're like reworking the like political landscape of, of the Barbie world. I was kind of expecting the Kens to like get a role or something, and they're like, maybe the Kens can have a, a position on the Supreme Court. And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe a lower level like government. You get a position. circuit like, judge. Maybe, yeah, like oh, yeah, like one day you might be able to work your way up the Supreme Court, but like not now, Ken. It's not time. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they did stage a coup. You know, like yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they did overthrow the government. Uh, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I'm sure people will be like, you know, oh, but like the Kins were just like second-class citizens and they were oppressed which is like i mean that's literally kind of what it was that is true but here's the thing too when the kins took power they weren't gonna make a world they weren't gonna make a world where like barbies and kins lived equally they were going to entirely just shift the like just turn the table like they were just gonna do it the other way around like yeah (sighs) They, they, they didn't go into it with idealism. They weren't like, maybe we can all live together in harmony. They did very much go into it with kin for kingdom for kins. <laughs> yeah, the, the Barbies are our slaves now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bring me more beer, President Barbie. <laughs> I, I did like the bit where it's like that, I think it was the daughter. She was like, it's like the smallpox. They have no, they have no defense for the patriarchy. Like, <laughs> yeah, they just don't know what it is. They're just like, okay, Ken. Sure. Yeah. Like, I think it's the president. She's like, this is so much better than being president. <laughs> you guys want to rate it? I think I've done singing the, the praises of, of Barbie. Sure. Yeah. Who's going first? Who wants to pull the trigger? I'll pull the trigger. Um, I give it a 9 out of 10. And that honestly might be higher on a rewatch. Like, just talking about it and all the good bits, like, I can see myself in the future liking it even more. But. Yeah. Yeah. Initial score, 9 out of 10. Coming out of it, I was thinking, like, an 8. But, uh, yeah, after thinking about it a little bit and talking about it, I think I'm going to give it a 9. It was a, it was a yeah, I'm, incredible I'm movie. Yeah, I'm at Yeah. Very nice. Nines all around for Barbie. Woo! Alright, time to enter the kingdom. (laughs) 
Yes, we spent an hour and 20 minutes <laughs> on <laughs> on Barbie alone. We, we did. We gotta uh, unpack yeah. Oppenheimer. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Barbenheimer is too much. It's too <laughs> much too for one episode. Yeah. Uh, so Oppenheimer, <laughs> directed by everyone's favorite, everyone's favorite, Trey's man. favorite man, uh, Christopher Nolan. Favorite Ken. Who this week said that one of his favorite movies was a uh, Talladega Nights. So respect. Yeah, Christopher Nolan now holds a special place in my heart. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not surprised that, that Christopher Nolan... I'm not saying he's wrong for feeling that way. That just... I, that seems on brand. <laughs> yeah, so Oppenheimer is about Robert Oppenheimer. Uh... Sexiest old man alive. <laughs> The the theoretical physicist who, uh, you know, led the Manhattan Project and made a big atomic bomb. (laughs) Uh, And it's, I mean, I guess it's sort of about, it's it's not about his whole life. Uh, It's told in like a non-linear timeline. Um, And it's about, I mean, it's it's mainly about like his, his... uh, his journey from being in college to, you know, leading the Manhattan Project up until the the Trinity test. Uh, and also, I guess, uh, what, can, I assume it's like in the 50s or 60s, uh, sort of a, a, a hearing about, I don't know, a lot of things, I guess. Try, trying to, what would, like, revoke his... Uh, Security clearance. Yeah, kind of try to push him out of, of having any decisions or yeah, be, being even filled in on, on what's going on with the whole Cold War. That was a fun time. Uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it's a it's a it's a long movie and it, there's a lot to it. Uh, it's also about history, and I don't know. I'm I'm a big dummy. <laughs> You know, a lot, a lot of guy, a lot of guys writing like numbers and letters on a blackboard, and other guys being like, "Oh my god, do you know what this means?" And it's like, I don't, but uh, <laughs> based on your reactions, <laughs> I think I can. You clearly I get it. To follow along, <laughs> you're on to something. I don't know what, but you're picking up something. Yeah, it's a long movie. You definitely feel the length. I mean. It's three hours, but I, I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's bad that you feel the length. Like this is a long movie, but I think it needed to be long, and I feel like that almost adds something to there's it. There's like <laughs> never, no, there's like there's no downtime. Like it's just constantly something is like happening one way or another. Like the plot is progressing. You know what I mean? Like it's a breakneck pace, even though it's three hours. <laughs> And that's kind of something wild about it. In the very beginning, I would say maybe like the first like 20, 30 minutes, it, it took me a little bit to get used to the nonlinear uh, story. Uh, 
I don't, I don't know if I, you know, maybe I just had Barbie brain, but uh, <laughs> I was a little confused at first. So. <laughs> well, it's... it's like, where are we? What's going on here? Why are some of these scenes in black and white? Like, where are all these in relation to the others? Like, it, it's kind of uh... easy to tell in the very beginning when he's in college because he has hair. But <laughs> once he cut, once, once he cuts his hair, I'm like, okay, where are we? Like, there were some scenes that started off and I thought they were like from the like future you know, part of the movie, but then other characters would show up, and I'm like, oh no, we're back in the, you know, we're back in the Los Alamos timeline. Uh, yeah, but but I, I think after, like, maybe the first 20, 30 minutes, I, I kind of, I, I got into it. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't fall back out of it. It, it was engaging the entire time. Yeah, like you said, kind of, like so much is happening, breakneck pace, and for a three-hour movie, I think that's pretty impressive. And the soundtrack really adds to it. Like the score really um, heightens that because it feels like it's building the whole time to the bomb, which is obviously what it's doing. But it's just it's done very well, and I really fuck with that. And there's like I I give him a lot of shit. Nolan, that is, for, like, his obsession with doing time stuff. But, like, I think for a, for a movie that doesn't, like, have an actual, like, in-universe justification for it, like, Tenet, you know, um, being weird with time things. I've not seen Tenet, right? But, like, because Dunkirk's stupid. Like, I'm sorry. Dunkirk, I have seen Dunkirk. So I'll speak about Dunkirk. There's no need for Dunkirk to be the way that it was. At least in... I haven't seen it in a bit, so maybe I'm just stupid and wrong. But it felt kind of, like, forced. But, like, things, like, in this movie with, like, the... The stomping. Like, oh, that yeah. that was in earlier, even though it hadn't happened yet. <laughs> like, yeah. that worked. It's kind of strange, but, like... Because that's just not how I'm used to a movie being told. Um, but no, yeah, like that's such a great like sound to hear, like the build, you know, like just that fucking god. They were so they freaked me out too in that scene when he's like talking to the crowd. Oh mm. yeah, that scene was <laughs> terrifying. That scene, was... we got him. I don't think I because like tenant. Tenet came straight to streaming, right? <clears throat> no, well, it was in theaters first, but, like, that was peak COVID. Like, that okay. was... Uh, it came out, like, late August, early September of 2020. Like, I remember everyone, like, talking about the sound design of Tenet. And, I, and I, I've seen Tenet twice, but I never saw it in theaters, so I... Oh, I it was a miserable theater experience. <laughs> because of the sound, and so only because of the sound. Like, it was, it was awful. And and I actually had a buddy say that, like, uh, say the same thing about Oppenheimer. Uh, so I was, like, kind of worried going in, like, oh, I hope this isn't, like, <laughs> miserable. Uh, but I didn't really, I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was great. Like, I love the sound design in this movie. Like, I, like, I, I thought, thought it was, was decent. I, I, I mean, I would like to rewatch it one day with subtitles because, you know, that's just what i do but like yeah it really wasn't bad i didn't have 
difficulty yeah. understanding anybody really which like it was like tenant was like it was detrimental to the film like <laughs> actually like it was you could not understand what was being said half the time you like you just could not hear it would be deafening in one moment to like just silent the next like it was <laughs> it wasn't good yeah I mean, there were moments in this movie that were like that, but like intentional, you know, like, like yeah. the, like the scene when the bomb, when the bomb goes off, when they do the Trinity test, that scene was like so intense. I mean, the, yeah, the anticipation, like being built up to the bomb dropping is kind of insane. Like, I did not expect that scene to go on as long. I don't know how long that scene. Oh, it went, went on, on so for. long. But it felt like an eternity, and I'm just like sitting there in the theater, just waiting for the bomb to drop. And it was, it was incredible when it did. I mean, it was yeah, it was it, crazy. And like the entire time, like you know, after it exploded, like I was like it was legit. It was probably like two minutes from like when it, you know, when you see it first explode and you see the big flash, and then you hear the explosion. Like, it was probably a legit two minutes. Yeah. And that entire time, I was, like, just kind of tensed up in my seat waiting for the loudest boom <laughs> to, to happen. And then it finally happened, and I still, like, kind of jumped a little bit because I jump at loud noise, like, sudden loud noises in theaters. Um, you know. But it was the no, it, the sound in the movie was really good. It, it worked when that woman like screams. Oh my god, like that actually that scared so the shit oh, out that, of me. That scared, yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like, if you haven't seen Oppenheimer, that just sounds so absurd out of context. Like, yeah, in the movie about the guy making the bomb, when the woman just screams. <laughs> Because he's just like, woo, woo. And then it's like a banshee fucking whale. Like, just. That gave me chills. I know. Like, there were a lot I'm... of scenes in this movie that literally just gave me chills. Like, it was. I don't know how to describe it, but it, it it's just so intense. Like, um, And they didn't do. That was the real explosion that they did, I guess. No CGI for that. I don't know how they pulled it off. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what they did, but. <laughs> They blew up an atom. <laughs> they blew up a bomb. <laughs> Christopher Nolan sat at himself. He was like, I don't want anybody else getting close. It has to be me alone with the bomb. My bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is great, too. Yeah, he was really good. Oh, yeah, he... His whole kind of like meltdown in the office when he closes the blind and just goes on this rant about how he hates Oppenheimer. That was great. I thought everyone did a did a great job. No, oh, and there's so many good people in it. Like Rami mm, Malek's yeah, there, it's... Josh Peck is there, which you know, I mean, I'm not like ooh, esteemed actor Josh Peck, but like that's cool. Um, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Roderick from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> Who was he? 
uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what his name was in the movie. There, like, that's the thing. Like, I don't know what most of the names in the movie were. <laughs> they're all, like, like they're, what like characters? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What character? Like, what was his character? He, he was just one of the scientists at oh, okay, Los okay. Alamos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of, for, for, most of the movie, I was like, why is Rami Malek in this? Because he didn't say anything in any of the scenes that he was in. I was like, why pay Rami Malek for this role when you could just cast anyone? But then, you know, he comes in at the hearing at the end. Just, uh, <laughs> Ruins, like... <laughs> yeah, destroys Robert Downey Jr. Just <laughs> Dude. All his plans up I know, he's like talking so much smack about how you have to know how to survive. And this one little, like, fucking nerdy looking Rami Malik walks in, <laughs> yeah. just fucking annihilates his career. <laughs> and he went hard. Like, he did. Like, he mic drop. Every, every syllable was a mic drop. <laughs> There were a lot of uh, mic drops in this movie. Yeah. He was a little nerd, but like, I, Rami, I mean, how much of a nerd can you play when you have that jawline? I know, that's true. <laughs> what did you think of this movie overall, Gabe? I know you said you liked the yeah. explosion. <laughs> uh, it was really good. Um, honestly one of the better biopics I've seen, I would say. Um, like, I'm trying to think of others at its level, and honestly, and nothing's immediately coming to mind. Like, it might be the best. Um, not that I've seen, like, a tremendous amount of biopics, but, like, is it is really good i think um yeah uh i mean like it, it is a three-hour movie and you do kind of feel it but it is you know it still manages to keep you engaged the entire time um which i think you said that earlier aaron um it does it does a really good job um, with that, uh, performances are great. Soundtrack is great. Um, you know, and I learn. I, I, you know, I feel like I learned stuff. I, I learned stuff. You know. Yeah, definitely. There was a ton that I didn't. Yeah, I just don't. Really I didn't know, know that much <laughs> about it. You know, the yeah, the whole thing. Uh. Like, when we're done recording, like, I'm definitely going to get on Wikipedia and, like, read about a bunch of, like, you know, the different characters, you know. Or, I guess, you know, the actual people, you know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. This, you know, this, it was interesting yeah. to me, because uh, I don't really have any background in... Like him specifically, mm. and, and nor do I have a lot in just like American history in general. Um, the only like actual like classical training I've had in anything like that are like wars. So 
I mean, like, I can follow them when they're talking about, like, Truman and, like, the nature of what it was to drop the bomb. Yeah. Because I was talking about that, which is something I appreciated the movie touching on. That it kind of was, and I mentioned this outside the theater, right? Like, that it is kind of more of, um... Now, this is a hot take, though. This is a very hot take about, like, what I said about, like, it wasn't really about ending the war. It was about, you know, um, shitting on Stalin in a pissing contest. Showing what we have and what they don't and, like, watch yourself, you know, because we know the war is going to be over and we know when it is that we know what's going to happen next. Because that's one thing, and this movie kind of doesn't, like... Because, like, the Soviets knew, and we knew. It's not like we weren't, like, willing... It's not just that we weren't willing to be friends with them, right? It's that there was already an expectation from before we were allied with them, right? That we would possibly come into issue, like, conflict with them. And, like, that was something that was always kind of on the table. The alliance with them was made under those pretenses. Right, like, that this was a temporary, you know, alliance of convenience. And so, that there needed to be something to, like, set the record straight, kind of, about where everybody stood. I like that, because it's a very... uh, because I said it's like a mainstream take. And when I say that, I mean it's like a mainstream, like, liberal historian take. And it is my take to say that. But it is a very, very hot take with a lot of people. Because you're essentially implying that, like, our country was willing to, like, <laughs> nuke people as a show of force. And not really to save lives. And that was always, of course, a fact. Like, you can't just say that, like, it wasn't a factor because stuff's too complicated for that, right? Like, it was always also because there were people that believed that it would end the war and that the Japanese would keep fighting and all that. That stuff's still true, you know? Yeah. But it's important to... But it just might not have been the, you know... Yeah, it was like... Primary. It was like kind of... It's a qualifier, right? Like, it's it's a, well, you know... We'll end the war and we'll save these lives, but we'll also, like, put Stalin in his place. Yeah. And two two birds, one stone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I think that was a good thing to also show. And I like how they deal with Oppenheimer coping with his role in it. Though, to be fair, Truman had a point. You know what I mean? Like, I know, I know it wouldn't have been built without Oppenheimer's, like, involvement, without his direction. But, like, it is ultimately him that decided to drop it. You know what I mean? Like... That is the thing. We don't you judge the guy that invented, like, gun. You know what I mean? We don't... We don't... Yeah, like, yeah. They, they, without, they would still be trying to make a weapon if... if... If Oppenheimer said no, like they would. Yeah, that like the project was planned before people. him. Like, like yeah. he was not, he was not involved in the project from you know, the beginning. It, it was important for him. Like he, you know, he was important to the whole process. But, uh, like they had there done were already people working on it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. 
Like they just the would have looked had already for been else. split. People were already talking about like we can use this to make a bomb. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like the guy in Mass Effect Two, like Thane, the assassin guy. He's like a religious assassin, mm. and his like argument is like, you don't judge a gun when somebody's shot. You judge the guy that pulled the trigger. Like I'm the gun. Like I'm I get paid. If they didn't pay me, they'd pay some other guy to do it. Yeah. And they might be even worse about it than I am, you know? Like, at least I go in, get the job done, and leave. And, like, he prays for them. You know, he's that, it's that bit, right? And it's mm. like, you know, it's gonna happen no matter what. Like, these are people that... Because at the end of the day, the truth is, generally speaking, of course, usually if somebody gets a hit put out on them... <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, there are awful situations where it's like somebody's jilted lover or whatever, right? And that's awful. But like a lot of the times, it's a shitty guy killing another shitty guy, right? Like you don't normal people don't often find themselves the target of assassination contracts. Anyway, and I guess that's kind of the thing with Oppenheimer. It, like you were saying, Aaron, it is just kind of going to happen. But who knows? I mean, does that really, does yeah. that really, you know, help? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's like that might be true, but yeah, I don't think that would help at all if you were actually the man who, you know, spent three years of your life designing a, a weapon and then just to see it <laughs> be used. Uh, and I, yeah, you you mentioned that the scene where he gives the speech, Trevor. I, I do love just seeing Oppenheimer and everyone else just kind of come to terms with like what they've done. <laughs> um, and I was in the beginning of the movie, I was I was kind of thinking like we would see the actual bombs, like in uh, you know Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but. At least, like, by an, an hour in the movie, I was like, yeah, we're probably not going to see it. Uh, and we didn't. But I, I do love how he has, like, hallucinations of, like, people's faces being melted off and, you know, like, new corpses, like, at his feet. Uh, I thought that was a really interesting way to portray that. Because, I mean, he never got to see the bombs drop. Yeah, yeah. He got to hear it on the radio like everybody else. Yeah. It's almost more impactful in a way. Uh, I have a hot take about this movie. It's maybe a little less of a hot take because it's like I don't I don't love Nolan in the way that most people do, but this might be my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Um I I would want to rewatch Interstellar. Because I haven't seen Murph. that one since theaters. But I like it more than Tenet and Inception for sure. Uh, none of us are that bit, none of us are that hot on Batman Begins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like the Dark Knight, the, <laughs> the Dark Knight's great, but uh, I don't love it in the way that a lot of people love it. Uh, the the only movie that I can think of that maybe rivals this one uh, is The Prestige because I do love The Prestige. Oh, um, I always forget about The Prestige. Yeah, I maybe need. Is to that a hotter that take? How much we like The Prestige? I love The Prestige. Like, no, I think I people think so. people love The Prestige. Okay, good. People do love it, but I just feel like 
I, I just feel like Inception, Dark Knight, and Interstellar. Like those are yeah, those are. Like, like, I like the Prestige ones. probably more than any of those movies. Personally, I, I think uh, I do. Too, well, I don't know about Dark Knight. I don't know about Dark Knight. I think Dark Knight. I, Dark Knight is a ten out of ten for me. Like it's probably like Dark Knight for me is up there with Logan and Spider both Spider Verses as you know one of the best superhero movies. But I will confidently debatably. Say. I wouldn't say it's the best, but like it, I like I would listen to arguments. You know, it, it's. I think it's that good. I will confidently say that I like um, the Prestige more than Memento and Inception and Interstellar. Interstellar's pretty great, though. Honestly, I've only seen Interstellar. Once, I mean, I just that's... like that. That's yeah, my that's my genre. You know, I've watched but... it. It's on Hulu or Prime. I actually have seen it once or twice since then, but it's been a while now. It it's been like four years probably because I've caught it on TV before. <laughs> Don't do that, mm-hmm. by the way. If there's ads, it's a nightmare. You never you never leave. <laughs> <laughs> Watch Oppenheimer with ads. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah, every time I'm in a situation where it's like I have to watch normal television, I'm just reminded of how terrible ads are and how many there are. It's insane. Our, uh like, on you know, not really related, but we saw the preview, uh, and it's also going to be a long movie. Uh, are you guys at all excited for Killers of the Flower Moon? I'm just curious. I kind of... I was into the trailer. I like the trailer. I, I haven't... That was the first time... I, I don't know if that was a new trailer or not, but that was the first time I've seen a trailer for for it. I I, I mean, I want to see it. I'm, I didn't realize it was coming to theaters. For some reason, I thought it was just going straight to Apple TV, which... I was like, eh, I'll get around to it, but, like, I might see it. My only thing is, like, I think it's supposed to be, like, three and a half hours. Mm. Like, it's, like... Oh, that's a bit much. Like, that's the thing. Like, the trailer does look interesting. Like, I'm sure it'll be a really good movie. But, like, I didn't watch The Irishman because of the length and... And I don't know that I'm willing to watch this. Yeah. That's just, that's too long. I did see, like, an interview, like, maybe a couple months ago with uh, Martin Scorsese, where he was just talking about, oh, he's, like, near the end of his life, and he's gonna die soon, and he just wants to keep making movies, and he's sad because he knows he'll never be able to make, like... (laughs) all the things that he wants to make and that like and uh, the older he gets just the more ideas and uh, stuff he has and it's just, he's like i'm sad that i'm not gonna be able to see them all out it's like damn <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's sad because <laughs> i think he was specifically talking about like a like a kurosawa quote about um just like a couple of years before he died where he was like i feel like i haven't even begun to make the movies that i want to make <laughs> and it's like damn that's that's sad <laughs> but yeah I, I don't know 
I didn't realize it was three and a half hours. Yeah, The Irishman was kind of rough to watch. That one was straight to Netflix, though, so I watched it in, like, two parts. <laughs> they should do intermissions. Again, if your movie's gonna be over three hours. <laughs> I mean, honestly. I'd agree with you guys about the biopic thing, though. I, I, I can't really think of a biopic that I... I mean, I've... Enjoyed as much as... I've this. expressed my distaste for biopics before. On the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I... And I this worked for me. So, that's all I'm saying. And it is more of like a traditional kind of biopic. There's a lot more... You know... A lot more time covered, yeah. Uh, I don't really have anything else to add to... Oppenheimer. I mean, we talked about... We talked about Barbie for longer, but I mean... I don't know, just see it. <laughs> just see them both, obviously, but it's it's just like it it's just such a tense movie and there's just so many incredible scenes that it's like I wasn't literally on the edge of my seat, but it's the feeling of <laughs> being on the edge of your seat. Uh just the way it builds tension is really great. I'll rate it. I give it a nine. I also give it a nine. I also give it a nine. <laughs> <laughs> we're so great. we're so unique in our opinions. <laughs> uh, nice. I'm waiting for a movie where like you really differ, you know, like one of us just hates it and the other two love it or something. I think for that to happen though, Gabe is gonna have to start watching Trevor's movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would take that. <laughs> maybe if you maybe martyrs i don't i don't know what that's gonna be <laughs> like but we'll see no game this week because like we said we watch these together so we know that gabe's all these movies <laughs> uh i think i mentioned it like what to gabe when the credits are rolling for oppenheimer the trevor like what do you think trey would would think of this movie because he's kind of the He's the Nolan guy. He loves Christopher Nolan. <laughs> I think he'd like it. Really? Mean, mean Gabe, mean Gabe said it'll probably be like, it's not for me. I think Trey will be bored. <laughs> That's a <laughs> fair point. Mind. That could yeah. be wrong, but I... I think I he'd, he'd find it way too long, and he would be bored out of his mind for a lot of it. Yeah, I don't know if he's got the presence of mine <laughs> to sit through i barely do no like i like i said i probably checked my phone like four or five times throughout the movie not not like on my phone just the time i can, I, I I can hear the, the keyboards clacking now aaron yeah i wasn't like the mean that jacobson of someone watching the npc live streams during oppenheimer <laughs> uh, i wasn't doing that i was literally just like you know flipping my phone up so I could see the time and it, it was a, it was a thing of where it's like I wasn't I wasn't bored of the movie but it was just it was long and you do feel the length and especially do, uh, you know seeing it the second movie in, in a double feature but yeah Trey probably would be pulling out the phone and like watching an NPC live stream <laughs> he's watching twitch streams while he's having sex with Florence Pugh or something the absolute disrespect <laughs> Great movies all around. Good night. Good double feature. Did you guys both give uh, Spider Verse Part Two a ten? I think I'd give it a nine now. 
Uh, I, I give it 10. Okay, so I know you like that more than these two. Where would you... Where do you think this pairs up to those two, Trevor? And throw Guardians in there. That one's for you too, Because mm. I'm just thinking of movies that we've seen this year. I know you guys both gave Guardians a 9 as well. Yeah, well, you're, you're wanting to know where it's going to fall in our 2023 ranked list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, that's a good question. Because for me right now, I think not, I mean, without adding these two movies yet, I have, uh, let's see. Yeah, I have Spider-Verse 1 and I have Guardians as 2. I, like this, it may be very different in a week because it, it is just like riding the high of coming out of the theater. Uh. Like, I, I feel like Barbie and Oppenheimer might be one and two for me. Uh, I think I am maybe like these more than Spider-Verse. And, and a lot of that does just play into the fact that it is a... It is just a part one, you know what I mean? It's like... We did talk about that. It, it is a complete story, but, you know... There's more uh, to be seen, I guess. I think, yeah, these, this might be one and two for me, and I don't know which one would be one. I, I don't. I was gonna <laughs> ask that question, like, what did you guys like more, Oppenheimer or Barbie? But no, that yeah, that is really tough. Like, I was trying yeah. to think about it immediately after Oppenheimer, and I was like, I like I don't even know how to <laughs> compare the two. Yeah, like Bar- Barbie is definitely more rewatchable. I'm I I could watch Barbie tomorrow and be fine. Um. I don't want to watch Oppenheimer again anytime soon. But, like, the highs of Oppenheimer, I feel like I were much higher than... I, I got more out of Oppenheimer, I guess. I, You know, nothing in Barbie gave me chills. But there were multiple scenes throughout Oppenheimer where I'm just, like, blown away. I, uh, I think... So I did get I did give across the Spider Verse a ten, uh, so obviously that's still number one for me. Um, I think I think I'd have to go Guardians two, Barbie three, Oppenheimer four. Um, those two could flip, but it'll probably be Barbie. And then Oppenheimer. Um, and, uh, and I also gave Mission Impossible uh, a nine. So, I mean, which it's, oh, yeah. it's still, it'll, it'll be at five. Um, but it, it is great. Uh, it is really, really good. And uh, anyone who hasn't seen it and is into those movies should see it. Everyone should watch those movies. Really. They're better James Bond. Whoa. I don't know that that's even really a hot take anymore. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> like, it, it, they, like, they are just superior to Bond. <laughs> like, I was, I was looking at the letterbox ratings for all the Mission Impossible movies, and, like, I think maybe ignoring a few of them, like, they do just get higher 
like everyone is rated for for me everyone does it like it they do like after after two because one is yeah decent. i think two was the big two one. is mid <laughs> um but like three on it just they each progressively they're all good and they each progressively get better um i i did i gave this like this one and six both nines i think i like six a little bit more than seven but it but they're really close but yeah no they're just they're all they're all better than bond Where, where's the line in for you trevor barbie oppenheimer spider-verse all right. Well, Wait. Oh, we're waiting. I'm waiting. Alinu no pududu. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was like uh, that's what a guy in like a Star Wars cantina would say. I think. <laughs> 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 Get shot. <laughs> He's like running with his hands. <laughs> we can make a Star Wars. It's so easy. <laughs> I want to see an actor like, yeah, I really brought a lot to the role, and it's just him going. <laughs> His monologue at the end of the third act really sold the movie for me. Um. <laughs> anyway, yep, that's the show. Barbenheimer. <laughs> <laughs>